Bets here on the Mayo Media Network. I'm Matt Moody, joined by DJ Mitchell to go through the Thursday NHL action. Um, DJ, how you doing? Um, you know, I, I put the winter hat on. It decided to be winter in late April here in Rochester. We got about six inches of snow, uh, about 28 degrees right now. So, yeah, very cold. But what will keep me up is this 10-game slate with a lot of news, a lot of no's, a lot to get to. So I won't harp on the weather that no one cares about. Matt, how's it yeah, I mean, going with you? It's going great. Um, you know, I feel like Tuesday was a, was a pretty good betting betting night for me. Um I hit hit a nice over on the uh, Pittsburgh New Jersey game. Oh, barely! Um, you, had, <laughs> yeah, just, you, had, you had the twelve, right? You had the twelve goal over under. Yeah, just no, definitely. Um, so you know that was like that was good. And then um, I had a my biggest one was a Carolina money line and Toronto Vancouver over, um, and that one hit for nice little chunk of change. So um, you know had had a great night there. And obviously, a lot of the players we talked about scored goals. Um, just unfortunately all of them scored goals. So you had to have like the perfect combo. Um, but yeah, I mean, fortunately with 10 games on the slate here, you do have the, uh, the fantasy hockey picks and bets show presented by prize picks to take you through things. So, um, before we do that, of course, I got to talk to you about prize picks. So, uh, Go to prizepicks.com and use promo code MMN when you sign up for up to $100 match deposit bonus. Um, it's really a simple game. Uh, what you do is you pick the over or the under on selected fantasy scores. So for tonight's slate, we actually have a couple of players to get you started. Um, I'm really in on this Brady Kachuk over 3.6 fantasy score. Um, now, if you need a refresher, you get three points for a goal, two points for an assist, and a half point for a block or a shot on goal. Brady Kachuk, in five games versus the Canucks this season, has five shots per game. That already gets you to two and a half. He just needs a point. He needs a point to cross that 3.6 threshold. I say he does that. Uh, I think that number is far too low for a guy. He can get there with eight shots on goal alone. You know, he's just an absolute monster um, shooting-wise, and Vancouver gives it up to absolutely everybody. Um, and DJ, uh, yes. you know, I will bring you in for your Joe Pavelski. Yeah, I, I think Joe Pavelski's back. Uh, we've been talking about it. We've been mentioning it. Like, you know what? Eventually, he's going to come back to that that early season form. I think it's here. Um, he has four goals in his past five games. He's playing the Detroit Red Wings. Um, that, that should be almost enough for you to c- convince you that he might be a good play here. But, you know, I, I like the opportunity to get him. Um, I hope Rupe Hintz is, is okay and can come back. He did not play on Tuesday. But that entire line is one of my favorite stacks of the night. And if you're playing, you know, you're already playing. Like I said, a lot of us are playing DraftKings. We're looking at sports books. This is just another vessel for you to take all that information in and use it. And, you know, you're really doing yourself a disservice by not getting over to price picks and looking through the board and seeing if you find some some guys in some fantasy sports point spots that, you know, you really, really like or really don't like. Um, sometimes the information gap in hockey is really high. So you can get a guy that maybe gets taken off a power play that you can go under on. Then you find another guy that gets bumped up to a power play um, and get the over. So definitely check that out. Uh, anything else you wanted to mention before we can? Yeah, no, um, no, no, good stuff, Deej. Um, so make sure when you head over to prizepicks.com, uh, use promo code MMN, is in Mayo Media Network when you sign up. Um, you can actually pick up to five selections per entry. So, you know, there's two to get you started but we'll mention a few others that we like as we go through the games. So again, use promo code MMN 
on sign up for an up to $100 match bonus. All right. Let's talk about this Thursday slate. Um, I mean, let's just start with probably one of the best games of the night for fantasy Toronto at Winnipeg. Um, this isn't starting at seven o'clock though. The game is in Winnipeg. So, you know, pretty nice though. I would say Toronto minus 129 on the road, Winnipeg plus 112. Uh, DJ, what are your thoughts here? As you can hear my cat in the back. I was going to say, is it your shoulder? Cat? Oh my right God, over. what is the cat doing? <laughs> I saw him running around and I was like, if you're not on the YouTube channel, you just missed, like, I was so confused looking in your background. I was like scared for a second. I'm like, are you right about there. to get murdered? I'm like, oh no, it's a cat. Um, anyways, though, yeah, we got Toronto at Winnipeg. Um, I feel like we haven't talked about Winnipeg in a little while. And, and the big news here is it sounds like Blake Wheeler is back. He should be in, unless if there's some sort of a dramatic change in, in the plan there. But um, it all, so in all but confirmed, he practiced with Connor and Shifley as a line one unit, which is, I, I think, pretty fun. Wheeler is 4,200. Um, that entire line, I think, is a, is a really good value in general. But, you know, more to the point in this game, uh, six over under. I slightly lean towards the over. Um, I don't think it's going to come as much of a shock. There should be an, a huge opportunity for a ton of shots from each team. Um, Toronto's goaltending gets fallen right off the rails. Uh, Winnipeg, it, it's hit or miss. But I, I guess the one thing, and I talked about this over on the Morning Skate podcast, but I'm going to assume I have about five lineups tomorrow. Every lineup that I don't take a single player from Toronto on is going to have the starting goalie for Winnipeg because Toronto's going to put up probably over the 35 shots um, that you would need to get the bonus. If that goalie gets the win and the bonus, it's pretty likely they could be in the optimal lineup. Obviously, if you're stacking Toronto, probably don't go with Hellebuck or Brassois against them, but that's one angle for DFS that I really like tomorrow um, and then building around from there. So with that being said, is there anything you want to get to preliminarily in this game? Like I'm kind of getting to, I don't hate the Winnipeg side at plus money at home um, with the goaltending being what it is in Toronto. I think I might just stay away from the money lines because I think it really is a true toss up and I slightly like the over, but I, I can be convinced. So Matt, what are your thoughts? Yeah. I mean, I don't think I want to do the over or the under here um, because, you know, I do kind of agree with you. It's a great spot for skaters and for goalies. Like it's more of just the shots on goal. I think that really interests me in this one, Um, you know, and obviously the DFS pricing on a guy like Wheeler, who's historically been a five and a half, six K guy being 4,300, like, you know, great, go for it. Um, I I do think with William Nylander playing, you know, he was expected to not play on Tuesday and wound up in the lineup. Um, and he came literally said he wasn't playing. Right. And you know, the coach was like, yeah, coach was like, he's going to be a scratch, you know, but apparently he learned his lesson. He came out, had another strong game. Uh, Nylander has been incredible lately. So, you know, I I think it's almost not that I want Nylander props because of that, but I want John Tavares props because of it. Um, It's just something where Tavares and Nylander just have such a great connection going right now. Their power play has been retooled to basically feature all three of those guys. Um, or sorry, all both of those guys with Matthews, Marner, and Riley. Um, so it's just the perfect storm, I think, for, you know, just offensive concentration here. Um, so, you know, Tavares has scored plus 215 right now on the DraftKings yeah. Sportsbook. William Nylander plus 195. Like, Tavares should probably be a better number than, you know, Nylander. So I'm taking mm-hmm. the plus 215 on Tavares. I'm riding his hot streak. Um, and I like the shots on goal on Kyle Connor, Austin yep. Matthews, even Mitch Marner. Like, honestly, this game will have so many shots, I think. And, yeah, maybe Kelevic stops them all. 
maybe Jack Campbell regains his form, but shot props, that doesn't matter. So uh, sign me up for a high-paced, up-tempo game here uh, with a lot of shot prop overs in this one. You know, he hasn't really shown it as much as of late, but you're playing with Shafley and Wheeler. Like, he should be the focal point of shooting, even though Shafley has been a bit of the, uh, a shooting. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I guess it's just gotten a lot better. Um, I can still go with it. Uh, is there anything else in this game you want to mention before moving on? Um, you know, just, just some, you know, light cleanup, a guy like Nick Robertson wound up on the fourth line last yeah. time out. So I don't Sad. really think he's, you know, a, a great, um, a great splurge player or anything like that. Like there's so much value in, you know, in DFS that you don't really need to stretch it too thin. Um, yeah. So we can go from there into Philly at the Rangers, um, you know, the, the shivers I'm getting going down my spine or from the previous matchups between these teams. Um, they did not go well for the Philadelphia Flyers here uh, on the road, plus 130. You can get the Rangers minus 152. Um, how do you feel about these this Rangers team uh, taking on a team who they've handled uh, quite well, I would say, so far this season? Yeah, I, I think prize picks may have purposely left Sabinajet off because it was the <laughs> auto over bet uh, uh, for that. So, yeah, I mean, no, it's it, it's going to be something where I, I did not expect to see Sabinajet at minus 105 to score. Like, even the books seem to be taking it into consideration. Um, a guy that's kind of cooled off a little bit, and especially in that Islanders game, they looked abysmal. The Sabinajet line gave up three goals against to the Islanders, so they're definitely not seeing it uh, the same way. I think that yeah, the fly. I'm like I said, Islanders again, but the, yeah, I think the Flyers aren't getting like any respect here. Um, I'm probably not touching the money line on this game. Just doesn't really seem worth it to me. Uh, but the over, I, I do feel pretty confident in. Um, I think the Flyers have a little bit more offensive upside. I, I kind of always been a little bit bullish on them, even though the goaltending has been atrocious. I, I still like what they got going. Um, they got a guy named Wade Allison that's plus 400 to score, which I don't think it's the most egregious pricing in the world. But he was playing on the, I mean, I guess one of the two power plays and they, and they kind of rolled two units um, with Hayes and, and Farabee. So you never know. I mean, they, the minutes were only 13 minutes last game, but he had a 16 before that. Um, if it's a tight game, high-paced game, he might get a few more minutes. And I think that, you know, he, he has a decent chance to score. It's not yeah, insane. Yeah, um, no Jake Truba. No, no Jake Truba either. Well. So, you know, just slight bump there to the, the Flyers guys. But I mean, you know, it all comes down to like, what do you do with Mika Zibanejad? Minus one hundred and five yeah. to score a goal. That that's an Austin Matthews, you know, Vetchkin level. Yeah. Um, you know, prop there, and <laughs> it's crazy no, because he's. I mean, he just absolutely smashed. Um, I don't know if you have the previous games up, but no. like, uh, double, you know, dueling hat tricks basically in uh in both of those games, like three assists in a game with a hat like the best games of the season have been Mika Zibanejad against the Flyers um for many player so you know it's something where I'm not on it but I think it's absolutely something that you could ride and say hey you know they have some sort of psychological or even strategic edge um and you know take advantage of it there so I I still kind of like the Rangers money line, you know, 153 doesn't feel like too bad of a number um, to be laying for a team, you know, that I think is really good in the, in the Rangers. Like, you know, it didn't work on Tuesday for sure. 
Um, they got absolutely steamrolled by the Islanders. Um, but I think this could be, you know, a bit of a bounce back spot. And yeah, uh, minus 152 actually is the line that I will take here in this one. Uh, any thoughts on the over six and a half or the under? I like the over. Okay. Um, let's, let's go from there uh, to Boston at Buffalo. Keep things moving. Uh, Buffalo plus 240 home dogs. Boston minus 286 on the road. Uh, Boston took care of business and on a Tuesday winning two to nothing. I kind of feel like that's going to be a similar scoreline to this one. So I feel like the under five and a half is a, is a good number. Um, it's actually not confirmed who the Sabres will be playing a goal, whether it'll be Dustin Tokarski, who's been playing really well as of late, or if it'll be, um, you know, Uka Pekalukinen or uh, even Michael Hauser, I think is still on the, on the team. Um, but they have a back to back. Is, is that right? So you know, it'll be yeah, it's Thursday, Friday. I mean, I still think it'll be Luka Pekalukinen. And, you know, as a Sabres fan, as I'm sure you all know at this point, uh, it pains me to say that he's been really, really bad, even at the AHL level this year, uh, sub 900 in the AHL. Generally speaking, that doesn't lead to success in the pros. So I'm not feeling confident in the Sabres to even keep five pucks out of the net themselves. So if Luka's <laughs> in, I'm probably going to jam the over here. Um, and I feel bad saying it because there's nothing I want more than the Sabres to have a good goaltender. And I think a lot of fans had a lot of faith in him coming through the ranks, but he's just not there at the professional level yet. So I just, I'm, I'm very in on Boston kind of rolling that the Sabres here. So I'm, you know, minus 286 seems like a, just a not really worth what to get bet. I'd rather just grab um, any of these to score odds at, for the top guys because I think they'll end up getting four or five. Um, just grabbing one of those and moving on in my parlay. Uh, or, you know, maybe the Taylor Hall shot prop. I think that's probably the easiest. Um, if the, the Sabres do get rolled, uh, I doubt they run the uh, line one, the, the, you know, the Marchand Bergeron line, uh, Pasternak, too, too much. It does seem like when they're winning, they're just kind of keeping it at bay and, and keeping them in it somewhat low for a somewhat aging line. Um but regardless, they could definitely score themselves. So that that's my kind of take on this game. I think it'll be, you know, pretty handily. I don't even mind taking the, the puck line for the, the Bruins. I think that that's very much in play here. So yeah, that's what Matt, I'd say. Matt Grizzlick returned too for the Bruins. So like our concerns of the previous couple of weeks where they had no McAvoy, no Grizzlick, it was really just a struggle. Um, obviously getting, you know, their top pair back, I think is really good. Um, Jeremy Swayman, rookie goalie, is confirmed to start Thursday, but he's performed really well, so not really a drop-off or anything there. Um, like there could be, you know, with the Tukarski playing well and uh, and just not right now. Um, so I definitely do agree. I think the Bruins are where you want to attack. Kind of feel like the goal prop on Pasternak's a bit rich, just given the way Pasternak's yeah. been playing lately. I kind of feel like getting Marchand at plus 170 I'm, I'm feeling that, um, you know, he's been a bit more shot reliant as of late, or I should say reliable. Um, yeah. And of course he's looking to feed Bergeron, but marshan has been taking some shots himself, you know, um, multiple shots in eight of his last nine games and four, the most recent one, three, the game before that, he has three goals in those two games. So um, I, I think Marshan's the guy that I want to take if I'm looking at, you know, these goal props. And of course, shot props on a guy like Marshand are in play. Um, 
the, the thing with Pasternak is, like you mentioned, the minutes are tough. His shots are slightly down. And I just don't really think there's a great uh, value on his line at the current moment until we sort of see some regained form. Any like pure punts on the Sabres side for either DFS or um, betting who you think, you know, if, if they get like a, over one and a half shot prop or something you could see uh, going with? I mean, all of the Sabres are a punt. So sure. uh, if you, if you like any of them, into, the, 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 if you just go to like utility and Buffalo, the most expensive player is 4,600. Yeah. Um, I so, doubt uh, I touch Buffalo and DFS. Um, just don't really think they're going to hold a stick to Boston again. Um, I think if I was going to take one player um, yeah. and put it, put it like a highlight on them, it would probably still be Middlestad. Um just he's looked awesome or cousins at 2600 like one of those two i mean cousins coming off the seven shot on goal game um 16 minutes power play two i believe i can double yep. check that so really power play two so he has so cousins coming back from injury has been great it's not just yeah, that yeah. last game where he's been uh good he actually has 19 shots in those six games since he returned yeah. so yeah um, it, it's kind of it's kind of like the it, middlestead led the team uh for forwards on on minutes he power play one but just isn't the shooter his um, his so. price is getting up there you know that's yeah. my that's and, and my going up yeah yeah cousins has shown to be more of a shooter uh, not crazy amount but has um just not getting the power play time i, I think overall i think i'm just going to fade it because i think there's enough value on this slate that i don't need to force the okay. buffalo sabers but that would be what i would say okay um speaking of value i think we do have one of those spots uh, in the next game so we go to washington at the islanders um, of course, Washington, we know, you know, what they're up to. It's the OV show, whatever else. Um, relatively ugly game. But on this Islanders side, we're getting a home favorite, uh, minus 117, five and a half over under. DJ, kind of feel like you're on the Islanders side of this game, but uh, what what pieces, you know, are you looking at? And, you know, why do you why do you like the, the Islanders side? You know, I'm kind of just, the first thing I noticed here, Brock Nelson, 4,100, but plus 190 to score. I mean, that just seems, yeah. I mean, the thing about the Islanders is like, they're just as cheap as the Sabres almost. And then, and that is just not correct. So the Islanders, obviously Barzell being a little bit out of the, you know, 6,400 makes some sense there, but the next forward is 4,800 Everly and then 4,100 Nelson, which means that you can get an entire line stack with power play upside for unbelievably cheap. So the last game out, it was Peugeot, Bailey and, um, Bovillier kind of leading the way and, and being a stack to have. I don't mind going right back to the well there. Um, Peugeot and Bovillier line up on the power play. Um, Bovillier scored in the power play, had two assists, five on five. Uh, Bailey's on the other unit. Uh, really, Bailey at 3K. Peugeot, I think he's, what, 37? Like, all of these guys are super-duper-duper cheap. Um, personally, I don't love grabbing any of these guys to score individually. Um, just really, really hard to pinpoint. I, I guess if I had to gun to head, I might just take Barzil at what is he plus uh what is he two thirty just because he's such an elite player that I think it makes some sense. The rest yeah. shot prop wise is also really tough for me. I, I just don't like it because the minutes are so spread that you're not going to get any sort of major concentration. So yeah, I'm so not sure. I would counter that with the idea that assuming that Oliver Wallstrom is out um again for this one there's actually sort of like this big vacuum of power play shots that that second unit needs to use up. And that's why I think a guy like Brock Nelson and Kyle Palmieri, who, you know, are our second power play and uh, second line together, like 
they got to be taking those shots now. Um, Kyle Palmieri has been shooting a lot um, with, with his new team on the power play. You know, it's only seven games. It's a limited sample. Um, but, you know, you look at shots per 60 on the power play, and it's Wallstrom, of course, because he's been shooting a ton. And then Palmieri second on the team per minute, you know, while he's out there. So I, I think that I really like going to that, you know, Nelson Palmieri well. And I think they call Palmieri at plus 210 isn't the worst you know, goal odds in the world. Um, So, you know, just obviously see if Wallstrom's playing, but I do think that's somewhat of a little edge that pushes it uh, toward a value. Um, And on the Islander side of things, I mean, we just saw what they did to the the Rangers. Of course, you know, I, I am an unabashed, you know, Ovechkin fan. I love the pickup of Mantha. I I think Mantha can keep it going, but I kind of like the Islander side. I kind of like the under, Uh, maybe put the caps on pause for, for a game. Um, so let's these, go. Oh. These two teams have the exact same record. Just impressive. 29, 13, 29, and 4. 13 and four. Yeah, That's wow. pretty impressive. Um, yeah, I, well, first, last thing, wouldn't touch the over-under. Five and a half is perfect. You just, you just don't touch it. I think This game opinion. will end with exactly five and a half goals. Yes. <laughs> That's true. Um, um, yeah, right. Let's move it on over. Columbus at Tampa. Um, I believe we, uh, I, th- I think we talked about this exact game maybe a few weeks ago. And, um, you know, we were like, oh, well, Tampa's going to roll them. And then Tampa didn't roll them. And then we were like, huh, what's going on and with play- Tampa? And then they played again. And I was like, right, well, Tampa's going to roll them now. <laughs> they were just waiting. Yeah. And, you know, Tampa hasn't really found their stride yet. They, they, they beat uh, the, the Canes once on Monday. And then on Tuesday, Canes took it to him. I mean, that was that was a you know a beatdown. They they played Vasilevsky both games. Maybe they maybe they play Vasilevsky again here, but we could see a you know Curtis McElhaney game as well. Like that's certainly a possibility given it's Columbus. Um, so I don't know if I'm all that scared of taking you know really good odds plus two thirty on this Columbus team, which. You know, they got smoked by Florida. I get it. But they're still doing things that I like. Like, you know, Torts, yeah, he healthy scratch Max Domi. Like, I don't care about Max Domi. He's he's out there putting Patrick Line and Bjorkstrand and Roslovich and Cam Atkinson all in the first power play. Like, he's using the guys the way they should be used. Atkinson hitting 20 minutes last game in a 5-1 to blowout. Like, I'm kind of about this upset alert um, on Columbus. So I don't know if you're if you're feeling as ambitious as I am, but um, I kind of feel like there's an argument here. But what are your thoughts on this game? I definitely think there's an argument. I, I, I mean, with these odds, it seems you know fair enough. I, I just don't think Columbus is very good, and I think their goaltending is pretty bad. So um, I'm not going to bet the Tampa side just because it's just not worth it. But I do think it's very very worth it to get some of this Tampa exposure in DFS because. Braden points 5,600. I mean, he is the most expensive forward for Tampa at 5,600. I mean, that is just not something I'd ever thought I'd say for Tampa Bay is that the most expensive forward, again, it's 5,600 on DraftKings and it's Braden point. Um, you know, the power plays have gone into the blender a bit. So you get Barry Boulay, first power play, 3,300. You take Victor Hedman, you put that stack together and you still have a ton of, of, of room to get any other pieces you want um, from uh, conceivably better DFS games. With all that being said, prize picks, Braden points over three and a half, uh, 3.6. I mean, I definitely take that over there. I, he is shooting again. Um, I really like him to score. And scoring. I know, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like the, the first goal 
uh, point. I do like Ooh. it. It's, only plus, it's plus 900, though, which is not what I thought I'd get it at. I thought I could get it more at like a plus 1200, but it's okay. Um, very in on that. But overall, I think this game is, I lean towards the under pretty heavily here. Um, so I'm not going to go crazy. I think the three man is like the maximum stack I'd take and just hope that Braden Point and Barry Boulay hook up on the power play. Um, Victor Hedman gets involved and then Point gets another one. They just take it like three to one. Um, I kind of like that angle right. on this game. If you don't want the long odds of uh, the Columbus, you know, uh, money line, but you're feeling a little bit ambitious, Alvy Berkstrand to score plus 280. That seems like a pretty good number. I mean, he's yeah, coming off of really a seven good. shot on goal game uh, against Florida there. Um, four shots and a goal, the, the most recent game against Florida. And on the year, he has, in six games, he has 15 shots on goal, scored twice in matchups with Tampa already. So plus 280 for a guy of Bjorkstrand's caliber, I just think that's really solid. Um, you know, I, a guy like Line A at plus 230, like he doesn't quite see as many minutes as Bjorkstrand does. So like, it sort of feels like the perfect mix of role, uh, talent, and just opportunity uh, for Bjorkstrand here. So I kind of, you know, I'm really digging his odds at plus 280, and maybe you could even shop that around to find a better line. Um, I think you might be able to find one. So yeah, that's sort of where I'm looking, focusing on Bjorkstrand if I'm looking at this Columbus side. So uh, let's go to Carolina at Florida, you know, kind of just swapping uh, matchups here. Carolina heading into Sunrise as Columbus heads to Tampa. So on the Florida side of things, we don't know the status of Patrick Kornfist. That's kind of a big deal. Um, it seemed like he was uh, rumored to be just rested on Tuesday, um, but it could have been an injury. We didn't really get much besides day-to-day. Um, so remains to be seen what happens there. Though without him, <laughs> you know, um, Sam Bennett, Jonathan Huberto, Anthony Duclair had a great game. This game is a uh, – actually, Florida is a slight underdog at home, plus 102 on the money line. Yeah. Kind of feeling that. Minus 118 for yeah. Carolina. Um, what are your thoughts here? And I will also go on the over in this game. I know these teams have been playing pretty well defensively, but they've also been playing pretty well offensively. And so this is one where I think, uh, you know, the, the offense wins out. Yeah, I, I do like the over, and it's going to be really hard to give like sound betting advice on this game just because there's so many question marks around Florida. I mean, for, for example, Olin Tippett was on the first line with Barkov because uh, Marshman got hurt. So will that happen again? I have no idea. So I, you know, I really think that we're going to see a lot of changes. I'm, you know, hopeful that Hornquist is okay and, and maybe can return. So it's going to be really interesting to see what they do. Obviously Gusev has been a staple of many um, punt value takes. What, what if we get Vitrano up with Barkov? Well, you know, what if we get something? So it's so hard to know um, exactly what's going to come as a, a puck drop. Um, but, but I think that the safer kind of ways of looking at it are just to take the over um, in any capacity. I do like it here. I think this, this game has a lot of offensive upside. So that, and then, you know, Florida plus money at home. I mean, this is, I mean, I don't think they are anymore, but they were the number one team in the NHL at one time, like not long ago. And they're still really, really good. So I don't really get it. They're also going to get Mackenzie Weger back almost definitely, you know, a big boost to the defense that's, you know, been, I wouldn't even say bad without him, but just not quite as good. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm very in on all of that right there. And then, you know, for shot prop overs, is there anyone, you know, I kind of, we kind of missed it on last game. I did like point as a shot over, but is there anyone else you wanted to mention in this game? 
Um, yeah, no, in, in this game, you know, I, it's obviously, you know, Sveshnikov is the guy you can play. I obviously think, you know, we've made the argument so many times on him. It's not really worth going to again. Um, I, but I do think I will take some, you know, uh, speculative, it, we could even get morning skate from them, but if you're listening to this, we don't know who's playing there. I will probably just, you know, make a bet on Owen Tippett. Frankie Vetrano, like they all just have really good goal odds, um, you know, plus 250 or higher for those guys who are just massive rate shooters who should be stepping into sizable roles. Um, like, yeah, Barkov is a great shooter and a great scorer, but plus 155 for a guy who's, you know, also willing to pass a lot. Um, I, I just think, you know, I will take some of these secondary guys and Barkov will have a two, three assist night and get these guys there. Um, so that's sort of my approach on the season. These teams have played six times. The expected goals numbers are absolutely through the roof uh, when these two teams meet up and the overs hit uh, four out of the six times. So um, the only losses being a three to two Carolina win on March the 1st and the most recent matchup, a three nothing Carolina win on March or uh, April 8th. So other games have all gone over five and a half. I think this game is ripe with offense, and I like a lot of the overs um, and, and goal props because of the nice uncertainty that we get from Florida. All right. Are you ready to move on to New Jersey at Pittsburgh? Yeah, take it away. So I, I guess, you know, we would not be doing a, a good service to everyone if we didn't talk about last game's uh, you know, craziest stat maybe of all time. It was the only time in NHL history a team scored five or more goals in the third period and lost in New Jersey. They scored six. Tristan Jari went from the DFS goalie to have to the DFS goalie not to have. Very, very fast. Matt learned all too well. Had the assist, had the shutout, and gave up six goals promptly. Um, so, can confirm. Yeah, can, can confirm. I, you know, I'm not going to get too crazy here. I, you know, if I'm betting any of the money lines, I'm taking New Jersey to um, not for any other reason than they just kind of you know finish what they started last time. And I just think that plus 240 is fair. I might not end up having it though, because I just don't think it's worth it. And the six over under, I'm still high on. Um, I don't really see any reason not to, unless if we do get some confirmation that Subban and or um, Ty Smith are back, which I don't believe we have yet. Right. I don't think we see any reason for that. So no. uh, I like the tempo here. I think it should be a pretty high flying game again. And, you know, New Jersey rallied down, you know, by a million and made it happen. So, you know, this team has a lot of fight in them. Lindy Ruff, I think is a good coach to get them, get them fired up. And I'm hopeful that they can make a game out of it. Um, Jack Hughes is uh, just mispriced at plus 350 to score. He's mispriced on DraftKings in general at 4,300. Um, the Pittsburgh guys are all very priced up and, and, and for good reason, you know, you, you score a touchdown, um, you play the same team in the same type of matchup. Uh, makes sense. I'm kind of thinking, you know, instead of taking this really uh, upper priced Pittsburgh one that we kind of saw and not quite get the minutes once they got up, I'd rather just kind of get pieces of some cheaper Pittsburgh guys and, you know, Carter, McCann, et cetera. Um, with all that being said, is there anything you want to get to to start on this game and, and where, where you're going yeah, no, DFS and betting wise? I mean, my real lean for DFS is looking at the second line. Uh, Jason Zucker is, I mean, he's plus 190 to score, and I'm not touching that line, but it's just representative of the role he's seeing, the sort of player he is. Like, um, he's 30, what, 3,600 on DraftKings? Like, just ridiculously cheap. Um, 
And he's playing on a line with Jared McCann and Jeff Carter. Like, um, I like getting a mini stack of him with McCann because McCann's, you know, he's priced up at almost 6K now, but he's really stepped into the Evgeny Malkin power play role. He's taking 30% of this of the power play unit's shots. Like, that's Ovechkin-like. Um, it's not really something that you would expect given the name brand, but it's happening. And so, like, even though he's more expensive than he was, it's probably not even as expensive as he should be given the matchup with one of the worst penalty kill teams in the entire league, not to mention a team that they just put up seven freaking goals on, most of which were five on five goals. So um, it's just a really great spot for Pittsburgh all around. And I think that you can get creative with how you stack this game between the first and the second lines and guys like, you know, Michael Matheson and Chris Letang on defense. Um, so yeah, that that's really where I'm going. I'm not toying around with any devils. Um, so I guess the devils can be your, you know, your slate, your pet of the slate. And I can have the blue jackets as mine. All right, um, fine. And we can both lose money together. It's going to be great. That's right. That's right. We'll all have, you know, we'll have the perfect lineups besides like our terrible, uh, you know, our terrible so, white yeah. big underdog. As far as shots, I still like Jack Hughes shot over two and a half. Easy, easy money. Jack there. Hughes. Um, give me, give me Sid. Um, I'm not messing around yeah. with Gensel and Rust. I'm just, I'm just taking Sid. He's, he's great. I think he's um, the main shooter here. So let's, that, let's well, do that. Th- that'll take us through the seven o'clock games. Um, yeah, look at that. Seven, Three seven at seven. Um, just again, I, I, you know, we haven't mentioned it in a while. Two things about that. Number one is there's three late games. If you're taking guys, um, on Dallas, on, you know, Vancouver, Ottawa, et cetera, um, make sure they're in their utility spots. Um, and you're not, you know, cannibalizing a utility spot, especially Colorado, especially Colorado. I mean, that game last second could just fold or, you know, something crazy. So if you're playing Colorado or St. Louis, make sure they're in utility and you can remove them and you have a lot more options to pick from so with all that being said let's get to the late games we have dallas at detroit biggest note um you know sleep breaking news if you aren't in a discord we have one for you um dallas without hints and heiskanen uh, kind of announced last minute we had plenty of time to adjust our lineups but going into this game it definitely changes things i still don't think it changes much for the line i'm, I'm very bullish on this minus 182 dallas um a little less bullish on the over-under because I just don't really trust Detroit to score goals. But what are your initial thoughts here? Um, obviously, Hints has been hit or miss every game, so who knows? He you know, more likely could be back. But what are your initial thoughts on the game, and where, where are you going with the bets? Yeah, I I think if I'm betting this game, I'm going with the under, um, and I'm going with a Jason Robertson shot prop. That's really, I think, yeah. all I want to mess with. Um, and Bavelski. Don't, don't miss it. <laughs> Hey, I didn't. I didn't say that. That that's all you, buddy. Pavelski um, is my boy. He's back. He has returned, and I will have. And like I said, I bet on the Morning Skate podcast. I guarantee it. And obviously, you know, if Hints ends up not playing, it'll change. Um, I guarantee you, I will have Pavelski, Robertson, and Hints in a lineup, or maybe more than one lineup. Like especially because Hints could have a day to day tag next to him, and then the lineups all lock at seven, and all of a sudden I have Hints at like zero percent against Detroit. I mean that that is happening. There is. And I'm going to feel so good about it. And I'm going to have him at 0.8% owned. And I'm just going to sit there and just print Benjamins. Just so get to the printer and just print them. Yeah. Um, and if we do get no Miro, um, Dennis Garianov steps into his kind of power play job. So that's something I really like. Um, you know, we're not actually sure what the deal is with uh, Miro. So, you know, hopefully he's okay. And it's just more of a maintenance type thing 
rather than like this nagging injury that Ruben Hintz has, where apparently if he, you know, if he just played in every game, he would be dead, but it's not bad enough to, you know, like actually get it treated. So, you know, who, who the hell knows there? Um, so, you know, there is some late news there on the Dallas side, which is keeping me away from the sides, you know, minus 180 on the road is kind of tough for me to lay um, at this current moment, but maybe with more news, you could, you know, solidify that a bit more. I mean, Dom Latushin, or how do you say it, Dom I mean, this is the one name that it's actually okay. He tweeted yesterday after Miro and Tense were out, he said, I would still like bet my house that Dallas wins this game. And I was like, yep, like, I agree. I agree. And I still bet it. And I think it's going to play. Dallas is going to make the playoffs. Like they have, they have good back. I mean, they're in and they're rolling. I just like, come on, Detroit's not stopping this train. Like if you go on price picks, take Robertson or Bavelski, take them both. If you can, just just run it, run it back. They're going to win big time. All right. uh, You heard it here first. So, Let's go to Colorado at St. Louis. Um, Colorado dealing with some COVID-related uh, issues. Only minus one thirty-six here on the road. Um, you know that's awfully enticing. St. Louis plus one sixteen, looking like they will be at full strength. Um, Over/under of six as well. Like, I mean, I, I don't know. This game's confusing for a lot of reasons. I guess let's just get all the sort of news-related stuff out of the way. Um, Miko Rantanen, a late addition to the COVID list. Um, so he will be out for this game. You know, that's obviously a huge loss for the Avs. But they still have Nate McKinnon. So, like, yeah. is it actually that big of a loss where Colorado should be only minus 136 against a team in St. Louis that hasn't put together a strong couple weeks of hockey, you know, since 2019? <laughs> like, I mean, like, I don't really know, uh, you know how much more in on this Colorado line I could be. Like, I get yeah, is a great player, but I don't think he's what makes the team. And, you know, they're going to be without Jonas Donskoy. Yes, and there even could be other players, you know, that maybe pop up. Like you said, you know, stuff could be out there. They're not out there, but stuff could be lurking still. So definitely keep an eye on it. But, man. I don't, I don't trust St. Louis at all here. No, so no. give me the Colorado side. I kind of feel like I like the under. I mean, I don't know. Why put this game at a six and yeah. Carolina, Florida at a five and a half? Like, I don't know. It doesn't really make much sense to me. So I, I think right now, if you're, you know, you, you get listening to this uh, and you can get Burakovsky at plus 240, you know, don't, don't go crazy, but I really do think he'll be with McKinnon and Landeskog. Um, that would make the most logical sense to me. And plus 240 for a guy playing with the Kinnan and Landis Cog. Or if you can get him for like, uh, you know, FanDuel will have him at like 0.5 for a point and it'll be, you know, near even money, if not a, a plus. And, you know, just kind of snag that now. And, mm-hmm. you know, obviously if there's a change, you know, I think normally you can kind of cancel your bets if you got to or whatever. But even if not, you know, he should be a, a bit of a bigger role. And I think he's a pretty good player in his own right. So I'm very in on that. Um, yeah, the, in general. the other thing is the power play job. I mean, yeah, right. Burakovsky and Rantanen play interchangeable roles on that, you know, on their power play structure right now. So 
like I think that it'll be Perikowski taking the cross ice passes yeah. from McKinnon and like yeah that is right you know, right oh boy like you know give me all that so yeah that, that if there's someone I want to take cross ice passes from McKinnon's right up there at the top of the list Actually, I, mean, I don't I don't know if I do because he passes with an intent to kill <laughs> like yeah, you know he's, he's firing I, I lasers but I would just know, miss um, but yeah <laughs> no anyway. I mean I honestly and just you know more to the point McKinnon's shot prop over and a lot of times they can get to the three three and a halves but you know, without Rantanen out there, uh, cannibalizing some of it, you know, even though Borakovsky should, you know, see a bit of an uptick himself, I think McKinnon might just get a little bit more behind him to say, hey, maybe I'll shoot this puck, you know, my, my, my best my best buddy out there is in there. So um, <laughs> I really like that a lot. I like yeah. McKinnon on DraftKings um, yep. in general as a play. So all of those things together. Um, and, and, you know, I'm not trying to completely ignore the St. Louis side. Uh, I think there's some, some value here. Um, especially with the potential of a couple defenser defensemen missing from, you know, Bowen Byram and stuff like that from Colorado. But I don't think that makes a, that pushes the needle enough for me to even consider going overboard with um, guys on St. Louis, but yeah, we, they're not terrible. We do have one relevant piece of news on the St. Louis side, and that's a, you know, re, rejiggling of their top six. Tyler Bozak is, you know, on a nice little streak right now. He's actually centering. Vladimir Tarasenko and Jaden Schwartz. So if you're looking for like a total bomb, you know, a guy who's in a great role and definitely mispriced because of it, you can get his two score prop plus 425. I mean, Logan O'Connor, Jason Magna, Sammy Blay. Like these are all guys with, you know, worse odds to bet on than Tyler Bozak, who's playing alongside Schwartz and Tarasenko. Like, I think this is one that I'm jumping on as soon as I can just because it does, it doesn't reflect the current role he has. And that's really it. Not, not to mention he's on a nice little streak himself right now. Um, so I, I think that he's one guy who can sort of, you know, uh, maybe meet value just because he's so cheap in DFS and embeddings, you know, all that. So uh, anything else from this game? No, I think, I think we should get over to the final game right. of the night. The absolute Ottawa at Vancouver. Now, Got Vancouver, it. a decently heavy favorite. I'm, you know, it's not crazy. Minus, minus 143. They come off uh, two wins against Toronto. They're going to be on almost every slate we talk about for a while, it feels like. Uh, and Ottawa, uh, plus 124. Obviously, Ottawa's bad. But they're playing against a Vancouver team that's been dealing with COVID and uh, you know, three games and what, four nights or five nights or something. So, what are your thoughts here initially? Um, I think we're both probably a, a little bit bullish on the over, I assume. Um, but what are you thinking here? Yeah, you know, um, obviously Braden Holpe's been great for Vancouver, which is why they didn't give up eight goals in both of their games back against Toronto. Or, uh, yeah, against Toronto. Um, you know, it, that's something that I'm not really going to try and play footsie with. Like, will they, won't they? Um, I just... I don't know. I, I kind of like the players in this game more than I like to bet the sides, if that makes sense, because I could see a world in which this game hits four goals and Ottawa wins and, you know, Ottawa is still a great stack or a game where Vancouver wins and, you know, eight goals happen where I still like players from both sides of this game. So um, it almost feels like a stay away for me because Vancouver minus 143 sort of sits right in that zone of like where I would expect it, where it's like not really not really a long shot on Ottawa, but it's still a little bit too rich on Vancouver. So, you know, definitely right price there for me. Um, so I don't know if you had any game thoughts before we got to some players. Just the over really. Okay. Get the players. All right. So on the player front, 
Um, let's start with Vancouver because they, you know, their main news from Tuesday was Tanner Pearson actually replaced Jimmy VC on the top power play and he scored twice. So it wasn't that the Jimmy VC call was wrong. It was just that we called the position, which then got transferred and, you know, all that good stuff. So, you know, it's, it's another reason we, we were perfect. Yeah, right. It's never our fault that Jimmy VC put up like a zero or whatever. And it's certainly not my fault shot. for playing him on the late slate like an idiot because I'm like, well, I already pushed my stack in on him. Like, you yep. know, but, you know, so don't be like me, I think is, is a good moral of that story. Um, but anyway, Tanner Pearson, you know, real cheap. Um, I think he's just a nice he's he's a he's a good player like look he's not the best player in the world but he's definitely good um he's a nice value um you know plus 200 to score a goal given his power play job like that feels okay to me but um Brady, so you know plus yeah. 195 it's kind of like it's hard for me not to say brady's a better play here i mean that's <laughs> I like the Brady shot over, like you mentioned off the, off the top here, you know, five shots on goal a game against Vancouver. And that's not just because he's good. And it's not, I think a fluke. I think it's just because um, yeah, Vancouver gives up a lot of shots and they're going to continue that even though it's Ottawa. And I think Brady could be a big beneficiary of that. So I, I just think that getting pieces of this game is going to be really important for my lineup construction. Um, Brock Besser obviously being like, the pivotal piece for Vancouver and Brady being the pivotal piece for um, Ottawa. And, you know, I, I think Ottawa has a lot of also value. I mean, they're one of the, the top three. I already mentioned two teams in Tampa and the Islanders have a lot of value, but man, Ottawa does too. And I'm, I want to be in on it because I think Vancouver will give up a lot against. Yeah, both neither of these teams play uh, very well defensively and it's up to the goalies uh, who historically have been very bad. So um, you know, I, I, I agree on the Brady Kachuk thing, you know, him playing with Norris and Batherson, just, just great stuff. Um, you might be able to take a, you know, complete flyer on a, you know, Eric Brandstrom because he did see a shift of the top power play last game. Um, you know, it, it worked out pretty well for them. I'm pretty sure they scored on that shift. Um, so maybe he replaces Thomas Shabbat, if not all the time, at least some of the time. Um, but in any case, He's super cheap in DFS. He's also plus 750 to score. Like he's, you know, I don't love betting defensemen to score because obviously they're defensemen. Um, but Brandstrom's a guy who, you know, will get involved in the play, um, does have a great offensive toolkit. So I think he's, you know, the sort of player that I'm looking, you know, plus 750, probably not every slate I'm betting it. Um, but if you're looking for a longer type bet, I think he's a great way to sort of uh, get that. Any other players that we missed? Anything before we sort of summarize our favorite bets of the night? I, I think I could get talked into the, the Brock Besser shot over. I know he didn't quite hit it in the last game out against Toronto, but I think he'll be right back on the horse here, being the shot generator. Um, so so give me give me that really quickly. And then, yeah, let's yep. get to our favorite bets. Um, I think my favorite, favorite bet, um, as far as, you know, money lines are concerned, boy, I, I think it honestly might be – the Islanders um, or Florida mm, or, know, or Colorado. Like those, those are the three that I think are my favorite money lines. I'll just give you a three. Okay. Um, Colorado. There you go. I, I think my favorite bet of the night that I will have the most, uh, let's say monetary value on will be the Carolina, Florida over. Um, 
again, all the underlying numbers have been great in that series. Uh, it's hit six and four of six matchups to this point. And yeah, I, you know, I think there are n- numerous pieces that I could see being, you know, the sort of players that, uh, you know, score multiple goals or whatever else. So I think that's one way to sort of get blanket coverage of a game that I really like, just take the over. Um, so Florida, Carolina, um, and then I think the second one that I feel strongest about is that Colorado money line. Uh, minus 136 just seems a little bit overreactive to the Blues' recent run of form and the, you know, the, the COVID situation in Colorado. But frankly, it didn't seem like it was that bad. Um, like, for example, Mika Rantanen didn't even test positive. It's more of a contact tracing thing. So there's no, there's no like war stories like they were out of Vancouver, which was really unfortunate. Um, so I think Colorado just offers some great value here. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and as far as player right. props, I'll have yeah. the point over on shots. I'll have Robertson or and or well, not by and, but <laughs> the Pavelski over. Um, and there was one Nicole prop I really like. Now I'm trying to rack my brain around it. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll try to think of it. Yeah, um, shots for me, you know, McKinnon, of course, you know, he's really, really good. Um, give me Bergstrand. Like, I know I mentioned him a little bit, but he's just a player I really like. I think this is a, a fine spot for him. Um, and Sidney Crosby, just, you know, it'll be tough odds, but I think he gets there. You know, he has his classic couple points, yeah. uh, three, four shots on goal. Uh, just, you know, has a nice game all around here against the Devils. So, yeah. Jack looking to score, Braden Point first oh, goal. Yeah. Those were the okay. two. There we go. Okay. Got him. Got okay. him in there. Okay. Um, yeah, so let's uh, quickly sort of recap the DFS stacks. Of course, we got to a lot of those as we went through the slate. Um, but DJ, let's start us off with a couple of those. Yeah, you know, I'm going to start off with, you know, the, the game I want to stack the most is Toronto Winnipeg. And I, I think if you're trying to make it all work together, the, the best way to do it would be a Tavares Nylander. Um, probably just fade defenseman in, in that one and may, maybe consider Rasmus Sandin at minimum salary. He did see some run with the power play units, so you could consider it. Um, he does have some offensive upside there. Um, and then yeah, the other side with Winnipeg, the Shifley, Connor, um, either Morrissey or Wheeler um, to try to round that out. I, I like that game in general. I like those two units. Um, I kind of forgot to mention that I like Nylander a lot with his shot prop, just because I don't know if we'll get it. Yeah. But I do really, really, really like it as well. Him and Tavares, I think that they bode really well on this one. Yeah. Um, so sort of seconding the, um, the, you know, the Nylander Toronto stuff. I think that DFS wise, it, you know, we saw this work on the Tuesday slate. It just feels like a really nice slate again for a couple onslaught type plays. Um, and I think Pittsburgh will be the first place I go there. Sid, Jared McCann, um, you know, the two guys, and then build around that with guys like Jason Zucker and um, Jake Gensel and Chris Letang and Brian Rott. Like, there's so many good options. Um, like, Matt is in chief defenseman. Like, if they score another, even it doesn't have to be seven goals, it can be four or five goals. If you get guys who are in on all four of those goals, You'll have a you'll have a good team going. Um, so, I don't really think you need to strictly be looking at just straight line stacks or straight power play stacks. Like mix and match and get some combinations in there because one, it'll be unique, and two, you know, if you're more betting on the game situation more than you are like individual players. So, um, and sorry, you said two. Who is your second one? Uh, who are I mean, your I two? I guess two already, but it's okay. I'll I'll, I'll say one 
different one. No, no, no. Who um, are the two you said? I just I forgot them. And I didn't want to. Yeah, yeah. Winnipeg and Toronto. The Winnipeg and Toronto, Toronto oh, too. Yeah, yeah. Little, little little game stack. Okay. That's what I was saying. Uh, yeah. right. I, I, I think right. I'll have it. I really do. Like I All think right. you could get that for sure. So. And then um, take advantage of the uh, first game without Miko Rantanen and just play Colorado's first line. It'll be McKinnon, Landis, Gog, and then insert value piece. Uh, I we think it'll be Andre Burakovsky. Um, so keep an eye, make sure that's not overwhelmingly popular. You know, there are numerous, number of sites that have good projection, you know, ownership type stuff, um, but with 10 games, I'm not worried about it. And I think that Burakovsky just, you know, he's such a good value. That line is so good. And I don't think Ranton and, you know, matters that much in terms of their, you know, when you offset that with some cheaper price tags on a guy like Burakovsky. So that'll be my second stack. Awesome. Yeah. Um, with all that being said, definitely, like I said, you just check out prize picks, check if it's available in your state, obviously, but it is just so worth the investment of time to look through. Like, I, I really think it's just, if you put in all the time and effort that you're already putting in, I mean, you're listening to this podcast, you're probably doing a lot of other stuff as well. I just feel like you, you could be missing a lot of, you know, the information gap that I, I like to talk about. And, and you know, these sites that have something that you might see like how is it priced this way and just get in on it you know sometimes we find it with props we can find it over on the prize pick board as well so i definitely just want to give another ring endorsement i am just counting down the days until new york gets passed with legalizing of online gambling and i'm really hoping they jump in over here so as we talked about in the morning skate pod i'll get the brink struck out back it up just deposit it in over there so we can have some fun um is there anything else you want to get to before we Shut it on down. Get to Thursday. Uh, yeah, no, Slate. just uh, make sure you're you're following us on Twitter. I'm at Fake Mood. DJ's at DJ underscore Mitchell ninety four. I'll make sure if you're in the DFS, you're checking out the Morning Skate podcast. We do a deep dive on basically every Tuesday Thursday slate. So always a great way to sort of get some initial exposure to the slate. You know, nowhere to look in addition to this show um, for DFS folks. And yeah, that's about it. So uh, again, thank you to Prize Picks for sponsoring the show, and best of luck on Thursday, everybody. See ya. Mm-hmm.